Well, 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 it's Friday the 7th of September. Today is the beginning of the next phase. After the oppressive space weather of the summer, we can now tell that the restraints upon the world are loosening. Six planets and sensible Earth signs give way to the Sun's opposition to surreal Neptune. And fantasy replaces the efficiency of sound analysis and logic. A cursory glance at the news in the next few weeks will prove the point, I'm sure. Whilst we already have our suspicions, we can no longer look to others for a reality check, as everyone for a while at least. So we'll keep the charade of confidence alive, and the Leo Moon reminds us that the show must go on. This is episode 1822 of Permanently Moved, a personal podcast, 301 seconds in length, written, recorded, and edited in one hour by me at the JMO. Welcome, new subscribers. I do hope you feel like you were well met three times over. And to all my regular listeners, a big thank you for continuing to subject yourselves to my dulcet tones and support me. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that I'm speaking at Coded Matters, Terror Fiction, in Amsterdam on the 27th of September, where the program of speakers involved will reassess man's future relationship with the Earth and the cosmos. I'll be speaking on Lander's platform. I will begin by haranguing the audience and describing the term invasive species as a racist one. One of the major intellectual and cultural projects of this century for us in the West is to decolonize our worldview. It is our responsibility to do so, slowly at first and then all at once. I will propose that at the same time as we reassess our relationship to the non-human world, we should fold in thinking machines and sensors into our new environmental engagement. To fully consider the implications of the cybernetic meadow, where mammals and computers live together in mutually programming harmony like pure water touching clear sky. Nature 2.0 is a popular discourse in the blockchain space and needs to be crushed before it launches. It is a term that is beginning to be used in that space and it is illustrative of the faulty assumptions made about the nature of the world that is, in this context, so endemic to the blockchain milieu. Also, see Jaya Breka for more on this and her call to stay in the here and now and not fear indeterminacy. Using the term Lander's platform instead of Nature 2.0 and the cultural work that it entails, I'll close with that it is not a footprint that we want to leave on this world, but a handprint, intentionally so, a sign that we were here and we tried to leave the small patch of earth around us a little bit better than when we found it. I want to return again for the remaining time to the notion of landscape, this time maps. In episode 1819 I discussed the subject of home and a sense of place, in episode 1818, I discussed genus loci, kitchens, workshops, desk, mise en place, and way back in episode 3, landship. So with all of that in mind, John Barrell, in The Idea of Landscape and the Sense of Place, 1730 to 1840, says, quote, There is a sense in which an open field parish in the late 18th and 19th centuries could be said to have a different geography according to who was looking at it. Thus, for those of its inhabitants who rarely went beyond the parish boundary, the parish itself was, so to speak, at the centre of the landscape. For those inhabitants accustomed to moving outside it, however, and for the travellers who passed through it, the parish was defined not by some circular system of geography, but a linear one, end quote. Circular geography, as a model, features heavily in Franco Moretti's 2005 book, Graph, Maps and Trees, particularly Maps. Using this circular geographic model, he maps out the characters, concerns, and places in Mary Mitford's Our Village, published in five volumes between 1824 and 1833. It is, of course, set in a real place, Three Mile Cross in Berkshire. So he also has 
geographic maps of the area to compare and contrast the types of geographies. If you can imagine a map with three concentric circles, the dot in the center consists of the stories that are set in the heart of the village. The second focuses largely on personal relationships. And the third emphasizes more natural spectacles within the landscape. I think anyone can draw one of these circular geographies for their lives. Your home in the center, your friends, relationships, and job in the, in the next ring out. And then lastly, destinations and special trips that you make. Of course, you always return to the center. Of course, even linear geography can be problematized. Think about the road that you walk down when you leave your house and then imagine walking home again. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, are you walking in two different directions up and down the same road or are you walking in the same direction down two different roads? Anyway, thanks for listening and hope to speak to you again next week.